Racing is an excellent way to take your sailing skills to the next level. You will end up working on a lot of skills that you didn't really realize were important, such as being precise with your movements on the boat, uh, being observant as to what's happening around you, and also communicating efficiently with your crew. Hey there, and welcome to your Pocket Sailing Instructor. I'm Penny Caldwell, and I have been a sailing coach for over 25 years now. I'm here to help you reach your sailing goals, whether you're looking for gear reviews, safety tips, or just some fun sailing stories. This podcast will have it all. Your Pocket Sailing Instructor is an educational and fun podcast about all things sailing. I plan on releasing weekly episodes every Thursday to help you end off your week on a high note. So grab your coffee and join me for your weekly dose of all things sailing. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of your Pocket Sailing Instructor. We're on episode 15 already, and uh, this is the second episode in a four-part series that I'm doing about sailing goals. So last week's episode was all about the day sailor. This week's episode is going to be uh, geared towards those of you who are interested in getting into the wonderful world of racing. So that could be beer can racing or club racing with your sailing association or yacht club. That could be uh, more serious races where maybe you're required to do a little bit of travel, bring your boat with you on a trailer, or it could even be looking at getting into the world of offshore racing. Um, so one of the episodes that I'm going to do in a couple of weeks is going to be geared towards offshore sailing. Uh, and that one will also pertain to um, this episode as far as getting ready for offshore races. I'll include some tips about packing and things like that. But uh, yeah, we're going to start talking about races. Once again, be sure that you head to sailnelson.com forward slash podcast to download the show notes for this episode and all of the other episodes as well. They're also there. Make sure that you subscribe, like, and share uh, this podcast with your fellow sailors so that they can also tune in. And uh, we'll get started. So who is the race sailor? Like I mentioned, uh, you know, someone who's probably looking to get into racing. You are probably slightly more experienced sailor than the day sailor. So you have been sailing a bit longer. You've potentially taken a few more courses. Um, I'm going to talk about courses in a minute. But uh, you potentially have already crewed for someone else on their boat. So you've been introduced to racing and perhaps now you're looking to get into it um, as a skipper for yourself. You're looking at you're interested in driving or maybe you are looking to refine your uh, sail trimming skills or potentially you're looking to get into some spinnaker work. So all of those things we're going to be talking about here. But uh, to me, the race sailor, you're kind of looking at that next level of, of sailing. So which key courses should you take? So just uh, like I talked about with the last episode, what are some of the courses that are going to help you achieve some of your race sailing goals? So um, Sail Canada has a couple different introduction to racing courses that you could look at taking. Um, they provide you with a foundation in racing as far as uh, the racing rules of sailing. So that's a set of rules that are updated every four years. 
Um, there are different seminars and different courses online that will also focus on specific rules or specific parts of the race that tend to be um, considered to be a little bit trickier than, than other parts. So for instance, um, there are courses that will focus primarily on race starts. So what is the best race start um, what's considered a good race start? How are how would you approach the race uh, the start line? There are different ways of doing that, different uh, opinions and theories on uh, which way you know which way works better than others. So um, there are seminars and courses that focus specifically on that. You can also find information on uh, racing rules and basic introduction to racing uh, through YouTube as well. Uh, another course that you would look at taking that I would suggest would be a Spinnaker course. So the Spinnaker, uh, it's a beautiful, awesome sail to use and to sail with when you're heading downwind, reaching, or uh, on a nice run. It can be really awesome being out there with the Spinnaker. It can also be a little bit unruly or a little bit... Um, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? I don't want to say concerning, but, um, you know, if you are in an area where there are quite a few wind shifts or potentially you're racing somewhere that you're not familiar with the weather um, and something comes up, you know, because of the size of a spinnaker, uh, it can potentially be a little bit unruly if people, if the crew is not prepared uh, and not in a position to act quickly when you have the spinnaker up. So I'll leave it at that. So uh, taking a Spinnaker course is a great idea. So the Spinnaker course, the idea teaching you how to hoist, teaching you how to douse, teaching you how to jibe the Spinnaker, how to troubleshoot, uh, how to do emergency douses, stuff like that, windward douse, leeward douse. Uh, maybe you're bringing it down into the cockpit, bringing it up down in the V-berth. Like there's a there's a many different ways of of handling the spinnaker, and also there are different types of spinnakers and different uh, cut of spinnakers. So if you have an asymmetrical, or you have a symmetrical, or you have a cruising spinnaker, those are all rigged differently. Um, they require different uh, equipment. Uh, and they also require the sheets to be arranged a certain way. And um, so there are some intricacies there that you would want to be familiar with if you are looking at dabbling into the wonderful world of spinnakers. So definitely taking a spinnaker course would be great. Um, and then another course that I think would be really helpful is actually doing a race officer course. So this is kind of like... Um, you know, why I enjoy coaching and why I'm always personally taking courses to help increase my own skills is that when you start dabbling in things um, where you could be teaching it. So in this case, if you became an official, you have to learn those rules in and out. So you become trained on the racing rules of sailing and the start times, how to, how to do timing, how to do, um, you know, different protests and stuff like that. So your overall knowledge of racing would be really greatly increased, in my opinion, if you were to take some sort of race officer course. And the side bonus of that one, other than you becoming really proficient with race rules and and the whole uh, racing kind of phenomenon, is that you also would be able to potentially volunteer some of your time to help some of the local clubs set up races as well. 
So this is also going to increase your exposure to other sailors, um, which is also really fun and kind of one of the reasons why we tend to enjoy racing is to to meet other people, um, you know, push our skills, push our limits, push the boats for sure, and uh, just see what you can achieve. So those would be my three kind of key courses. So take an introduction to racing course, take an introduction to spinnaker sailing course, and take a race officer course. So next up, I'm going to touch on some courses that I think will give you more and add more to your race abilities uh, and just some extra courses to think about. So the first course that I'm suggesting here is coastal navigation. So being able to navigate proficiently, especially if you are thinking of doing an offshore race or an overnight race or if um, you're going to be racing in areas that you are not familiar with, so you're taking your boat out of town, going to new areas, I would definitely um, suggest taking a coastal navigation course because then you will be able to pull up the charts for the area that you're going to and really study them, have a good look, and figure out um, basically what are some of the ins and outs of the area that you're going to be sailing in. Now, I always suggest as well, local knowledge is really key. So again, if you can do some local knowledge studying and talk to people who uh, do sail in the area or find a Facebook group or whatever online for the area chat uh, chat group, you'll probably be able to learn some really um, important information too that will really help you with your race. So um, I would definitely suggest using uh, getting a coastal navigation course. And then you can also use, you know, you pair up the paper charts with um, some of the apps available like Navionics, for instance, or maybe you're even playing around with Google Earth and pulling up the the area that you're going to be boating in and just having a look at the topography and what's what's going to be going on, the depths and what are the bottom types and all that kind of stuff. So I would definitely suggest uh, looking into a coastal navigation course. Um, after that, I would definitely suggest taking uh, a weather course or, or just kind of educating yourself a little bit more about various weather phenomenons, how to identify them, um, what the warning times are, depending on what you're looking at. So cloud formations and figuring out uh, you know, what is headed your way, how is it going to affect the boat, how is it going to affect your speed. Um, potentially, how's, how does it affect the crew or the safety of the people on the boat? And then um, it's just going to help you give a leg up. I'm going to talk a little bit more when I get into habits in a minute here um, about weather, but um, that's what I would suggest. So being able to predict uh, the wind, the weather, being able to see some of the wind shifts on the water, that's going to be really key for you. So you can take, um, I think I've mentioned in my previous episodes, uh, there's a website called MetEd, and they have all kinds of various weather courses that you can do, like their catalog is huge, all free, uh, really great courses. So I would definitely suggest pour yourself a glass of wine and work through a couple of those courses, have some fun learning a little bit more about um, the weather and how it would um, how it would affect the sailing that you're doing in the area that you're going to be sailing in. So 
So that's my second course that I would suggest as kind of a bonus. The next the course that I would suggest to increase your skills overall and help you out a little bit with racing um, doesn't really have to do much with sailing at all, but it would be a more advanced first aid course. So again, thinking about somebody who may be traveling out of their usual sailing area, somebody who might be doing an overnight race or a uh, offshore race, Again, having that increased knowledge, first aid knowledge, um, and the ability to help crew members who might get injured uh, during a race, that will be really key. Uh, you do have to finish with all the same crew that you started with, so better to, better to be able to patch people up. <laughs> um, so a lot of the offshore uh, races that we do out here out west require us to have a course called Safety at Sea. That's a really great course. I took that course for the Vic Maui and uh, it was really fun because it was, uh, it's a two day course. Was it one evening? Two, two, two full days on a weekend. Um, and basically it touched on a lot of safety things that I have been teaching for years, but that I haven't necessarily been able to get hands on with. So one of the things that they do that I really enjoyed that I found beneficial was um, you get to cut standing rigging. So I don't know how often you've actually had the chance to use bolt cutters and cut shrouds. I've never done that. Um, but it was really good to actually experience that. And they had rod rigging as well. So here you are trying to figure out, okay, in an emergency, I lose my standing rigging, my mass is down. Now my broken mast or the boom banging on the side of the hull, potentially going to punch a hole in the side of the boat. I need to get rid of this, this rigging. How am I going to do that? Um, so that was one of the, the things that we got to play around with, you know, hacksaws and all that kind of good stuff. Um, another thing that we do did is we spent an entire afternoon in the pool um, working with um, our safety gear and our life raft. So that was really cool because we basically uh, stood on the side of the pool, pretended that we were abandoning ship, uh, grabbed our life raft, deployed it, and then learned how to jump into the water, get up into the life raft, uh, did different scenarios. You know, what if your life raft deployed upside down? What if it flipped over while you were in it? What if, uh, you know, all different scenarios. So um, it was just really good to have that hands-on time um, in the pool, working with the life raft and with some of the other safety gear, like our uh, inflatable life vests and everything. So I definitely highly recommend that course called Safety at Sea. Uh, there are probably a few other um, similar courses out there as well. And then the final course that I would recommend or the final thing to kind of think about getting to know better that also has to go with the first one I mentioned, which is coastal navigation, but that would be taking a tide and current course or becoming familiar with tide and currents, especially if you will be racing in an area where there are tide and currents, uh, especially currents, you will be experiencing uh, all kinds of weird things on the boat as far as helming and speeds and speed through the water and speed over ground and all that kind of stuff. So having the knowledge and the understanding of how to look at a current atlas or how to read your tide and current tables properly so that you are transiting through an area at peak time or at a time when it's going to help your boat 
uh, those would be key as well. So definitely start to get familiar with tide and current tables. So those are the rel relevant courses that I would suggest. Uh, and now I'm going to talk a bit about habits and what are the three top habits that I think you should perfect to really take your racing to the next level. So the first one is be observant. When you are racing, your head should be on a swivel. Basically, you should be watching all of the other boats, having a look, you know, what are they doing? Are they pointing higher than you? Why are they hugging that shoreline? Why did they tack out of the rest of the fleet? Um, you know, what is their speed relative to you? What are they doing at the start line? And why do you think they're doing that at the start line? So really just kind of taking it all in um, and just watching what other people are doing and getting an idea of maybe some of the strategy and some of the things that they're doing on their boat that could, you could potentially also implement on your boat that would help uh, your boat's outcome in the race. So that's habit one, the observant. That also goes along with, you know, kind of keeping track of everyone will also help uh, if you come into situations with right of way and you need to be aware of, you know, where everyone is. One thing that people do tend to forget when they are racing is to have a look down below your jib, especially if you have your Genoa out. A lot of us, our Genoas are quite big and that is a really big blind spot on the boat. So uh, a lot of boats will even uh, appoint someone to be like their bow person or whatever. They're having a look to leeward to double check who might be hiding behind the sail. So that's another part of being observant. But So that's habit number one that I think you should try to perfect. Habit number two is to be precise. And by that, what I am talking about is being precise with your movements and the intention of the movement of the boat. So... Um, you know, you can't really win, win a race by doing your typical cruising lazy tax. So that's something that you're going to end up really firming up when you are racing is your tax become really tight. The timing becomes tight. Um, everybody, as far as your crew working together, you got one crew member releasing the leeward winch, the other one getting the windward one all prepared, and then they're grinding and so on and so on. So all of your timing um, starts to really tighten up when you're in a race. So definitely you want to be precise. You want to try to kind of optimize the boat so that it is performing to the highest capabilities. Uh, and part of that is with your movements, whether you are tacking, jibing, bearing away, heading up, whatever, going up to the start line, rounding a mark, doesn't really matter. Do it with intention and uh, keep it nice and nice and tight. So that's habit two. Habit three would be be communicative. So communicate with your crew. Uh, tell them what's happening. Be um, direct with what you need as far as, you know, bearing away 10 degrees, ease the sheet, whatever. And the other thing too is stay calm. There's nothing worse than being in a race where you're already feeling supercharged and then you're with a skipper who is swearing and yelling and just being really kind of disrespectful and just, just difficult sailing with somebody like that. Um, you know, I have actually quit race teams because the skipper has just been a nightmare to try and deal with. 
So, you know, to me, if you're a skipper who can't control their emotions when you're on, like during a race, you probably are not really in control of the boat either. So obviously there are times where something could be happening that requires that kind of uh, emotion. So, you know, if there's something that is out of the ordinary and everybody's freaked out, the skipper's freaking out, that's, you know, totally normal. I'm not talking about that kind of situation. What I'm talking about is just run of the mill, Sunday sale, out racing, and you've got a skipper that's just lambasting you about something ridiculous. <laughs> so that's me personally. I don't appreciate sailing with people like that. Maybe you don't mind, but um, regardless of how the skipper handles themselves or how the, I should say driver, um, we kind of use the skipper interchangeably, but you know, the skipper of the boat doesn't necessarily, um, isn't necessarily the owner or anything like that. But so whoever's on the helm, helming, uh, they want to be communicative. So you want to be communicating clearly, clear, concise, letting people know what you need. So those are your three habits. So be observant, be precise and be communicative. So we've talked about courses, we've talked about habits, and now we're going to talk a little bit about other areas of your sailing that you're going to end up perfecting if you do get into racing. So racing is a really great way to just increase your skills overall. Um, it's one of the things, unfortunately, I don't get to do as much as I would like because I am coaching so much and I am teaching so much that, you know, when I have a day off, I don't really want to be on the boat. Um, but that is something that I'm trying to focus a bit more on uh, this summer and last summer is making sure I don't book myself on race night so that I can go out um, and just get out there and sail for myself. It's, it's really fun and it will definitely take your sailing to the next level. So have fun with it. Try not to let your competitive side get into it too, too, too much, but so other areas that you're really going to see a difference in your sailing uh, would include tacking. So when you are racing, depending on the type of race, you might not be tacking as often, but most races, especially if you're doing short courses, you will be doing a lot of tacking. And so this is where being precise and tightening up the timing you'll really start to see a difference in your sailing and you'll really start to get a feel for uh, just the boat overall and how the sails react and when the sheets need to be hardened or when they need to be eased. Um, and it's just, everything's going to kind of start coming together nicely with that. So the tacking, you will see definitely um, an increase in your tacking ability, I guess you could say, or your skills around tacking. Um, the next area that you will see a, a big increase in will be especially, well, this would be for using a spinnaker, but hoisting and dousing your spinnaker. So if you are using a spinnaker, like I said, I, I recommend uh, taking a, a spinnaker course where you could be exposed to the different types of spinnakers and different rigging and, and just some different scenarios of what to do if you have issues with your spinner spinnaker, if you, you know, hourglass or whatever. Um, but yeah, hoisting and dousing, those are kind of key moments when the sail is coming up or going down and you're going to get really good at, um, doing those two maneuvers. And part of that really is you're going to get really good at rigging up the spinnaker for when you're going to hoist it or when you're going to douse it. And that includes 
running your lines and double checking your sheets and making sure that you haven't wrapped one, you know, around maybe the downhaul for the spinnaker pole, or maybe it's wrapped around your lifeline, or, uh, you know, there's about a thousand, <laughs> thousand different ways that your spinnaker sheets can get all fouled up. And uh, every time a new way, every time you discover a new way, it's kind of like a scavenger hunt. You know, oh, I didn't think that that could happen, but it does. Um, so yeah, the more often you use the spinnaker and you set it all up, you're just going to kind of get better and better at rigging that and knowing what to look for. Um, and then the another, another aspect of your sailing where you're going to see uh, an increase is understanding leeway. So for those of you who are not aware, leeway is kind of the side slippage or side sliding of the boat. All boats have a certain amount of leeway, especially it's most noticeable when you're heading upwind and you're close hauled. Um, so when you are racing, you're going to start to get a real appreciation for leeway and how to position your boat to limit the leeway maximize your heading and your pointing ability and get up to that windward mark kind of in the most efficient way possible. Um, so you'll start to understand overall the pressures on the boat, on the sails, the balance at the helm, and you'll just start to really get a good feel for your boat and what is happening to the boat um, when you're racing. Just by virtue of being out there more often and and racing and sailing in an area or a situation where there's a little bit more pressure, it's really going to help to heighten your skills, heighten your senses and have you paying it, paying attention a bit more. So definitely I would say if you uh, have the opportunity to get out and do some racing, definitely uh, head out there and have some fun and find yourself some good crew to, to, to go out and, and work on all of these skills. All right, I'm going to wrap up this episode here and I hope you enjoyed it. Definitely get out there and start racing. You will definitely see an increase in your sailing skills, uh, whether you like it or not, the boat's going, <laughs> going along. Um, so have a look at some of those courses. Think about taking a race course, learn those racing rules. Uh, definitely look into a spinnaker course, do some more research. And when you are out there, think about those habits that you want to perfect. So have your head on a swivel, keeping an eye on everyone, be precise. So your movements are intentional on the boat and also make sure that you have good communication with your crew and everyone knows what's going on, where, and I look forward to seeing you guys uh, next week. <laughs>